you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we have been transported to your ears, another world. And that's because our episode... It's <laughs> really cheesy, I'm sorry. <laughs> our, our episode today is on being trapped in another world. And again, we're from a TalkingSpirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top there. Don't worry, you won't get sucked into there. Just go up there, click, register. I keep making the joke. I shouldn't really... Andrew, Andrew built a 201. I've helped with the other ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> I worked a lot on the Magical Girl one, I think. I don't remember. But yeah, anyways, this is a this is kind of one of our kind of training session podcast episodes where we talk about elements in anime or writing in, in general itself. Um, in this particular one, we're going to be talking about not necessarily a genre because for some reason, nobody def- you know has a genre of Trapped in MMO. That should be a thing now. Trapped in Another World should have been a thing a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a premises analysis, or premise analysis, and what we're analyzing is both trapped, in a, uh, trapped or transported into a game or MMO, and the trapped in a, or transported to another world. And so for those who don't know, uh, trapped in an MMO, or trapped in a game, or transported to a game, that kind of genre, or premise, is the idea of a modern day character, usually a gamer, they like their games or playing their games all the way. But a character itself that uh, is in a modern time, but at some point just suddenly is transported in some way, shape, or form into a game, an actual video game. Or I guess you can argue the idea of a world that has gamey elements. Uh, the other one, again, trapped in or transported to another world, is the idea of a modern a modern day character who is transported to a another type of world itself, either by another, you know, age period in time, like back in medieval times or something like that, or feudal Japan, or I don't think we've ever seen a case for the transport in the future in anime, but that could be a thing too, if you can find one of those. I guess, yeah, there was that, that manga that you, you've been reading with the, what was it, My Wife is something, San? I read well, a little bit of it. Sumasan. That's technically uh, he's, tra- he's transported f- forward in time, but yeah, they're not really other worlds. Those are really more time travel. But we're talking specifically in like fantasy is typically the the modern genre that it kind of falls into. For for the fun of it, because I kind of like when when the few times that we've done the ones that I've kind of pulled together, I kind of like to break it down into its core concepts and 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 I I. Totally. When I was going over this, I was adding stuff into your your outline, but I I didn't actually add that in there. So, what would you boil this down to in, in its core concepts, like elements that that make it a trapped in an MMO, transported to another world? Just the 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 protagonist that is something and then put in another thing. That is well, yeah, that that, the that's, only thing. I that, mean, that's the only that's the only boiled down thing is modern day character who is transported to a different world. I mean, you can put that in both things here, both MMO game, other world, fantasy world. It's all in modern character transported to another world somewhere they're not familiar with. But at the same time, I wanted to kind of keep this one strictly in the idea of something that is not necessarily their world. Yeah, I can kind of. Be a little bit lenient on the idea of like medieval times, but that's always in the case of like fantastical magic and stuff. Right. Um, I we could definitely make this extremely longer by adding, like I was kind of mentioning later, and the idea of the what fish on a water kind of uh, adds to the idea of uh, world flip, as I call it. But that's something I'll get into later. Does that answer your question? Just typically, yeah. just to, I, I was oh. just 
trying to trying to drag a little bit more out of you on this. Um, We are discussing these two together because they both kind of bleed together. For example, being Konosuba, a lot of people can argue that that kind of falls into both the game world, but technically he dies and is taken to a world that the gods created. So it's not necessarily a game. Whereas, but in No Game No Life is also another case where it's, you know, they're transported to another world, but some people would argue that it's a game world. Right. But necessarily it's a world that was created by some kind of source and not really necessarily a game, but it could be a game. Maybe somewhere later in the, the light novel we'll get into that. So that I'm just kind of keep that in mind. An interesting tidbit that I kind of, uh, and I kind of, we kind of noted this before as we've talked about uh, Trap Mimo games. As Whenever, we make fun of other podcasts, we always do this. <laughs> every time there is a show that comes on a season and it has some kind of character transport in other worlds, ReZero, Konosuba, all that kind of stuff, the argument always comes up of we see this all the time. But what's funny is, and we've noted before, even in a- analyzing it with this outline, I noticed that there really isn't that many. But what's interesting, though, is that there is a reason why there is an increase. And I'll get more on that later. Spoiler. You're fine. <laughs> um, you don't have to say spoiler to make it where everybody realizes that I just kind of replaced my saying elaborate later with spoilers because it sounds cooler. Oh, okay. I'm really excited. No, then half of our, our listeners cut it off because they know that if we say spoiler, they're like, crap, I wanted to watch that show by Andrew <laughs> before he got to that spoiler. Uh, similarities between the two, another and the game MMO aspect. Uh, so this is kind of applies to both of them as we kind of analyze what these two set or what I call them, <laughs> premise analysis kind of falls into. The uh, protagonist either has to find a catalyst to trigger the transportation, or they are pulled in by force to a random, by random chance to this other location. Uh, for example, Enride, which is a fantastic show that we liked so much, he finds a rock and really likes that rock. Crystal. Yeah, I call it a rock. He really likes rocks. He was a crystal. It was a rock. It was a crystal. Who cares? They summon swords out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, El Hazard, if you watched that one, basically at the beginning of it, uh, the main character was goofing around with a science project and the loud, obnoxious brother of his childhood friend comes in and destroys a machine and they get transported to another world because they destroyed that. And another example being Sword Online, the catalyst is the VR. They took the they, new game came out and they put the VR headsets on and it transported them to that world. VR... So some, they got people wa- some people walk out of convenience stores. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> just, just happen. Or you uh, try to help somebody get r- from getting run over by a tractor that obviously yeah, stopped, and then you pee your pants before you die. <laughs> you didn't actually get hit. You just pee your pants and die. That's a really bad way of getting transported <laughs> in the world. Very, very embarrassing. Uh, in almost, and this is another similarity, in almost every case, uh, they don't wish to be there, but often are given no means of returning uh, Chris put in here starting to change recently. There is a protagonist with either excited or becoming disenchanted at later points, which is a good point. It, it there's a couple of these points that I have throughout my thing where suddenly I go well, as I'm typing, I'm like, yeah, that's always the case, and then I realize, yeah, it's kind of changing recently. Though <laughs> a lot of cases, and it's really a cool thing because it's like it's like the harem thing. For the longest time, we had the harem protagonist who was a ditherer. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything, have anything to do with all these beautiful women around him that all just love and adore him. And at some point here in like the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Once we nowhere, started calling it out. <laughs> yeah. Us specifically. 
out of nowhere, it seems <laughs> yeah, like us. We were the ones who changed the anime industry. <laughs> it seemed like out of nowhere here recently, suddenly protagonists like uh, Trinity Seven they started liking it and they started going, "All right, sweet, I got these ladies around me, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna absorb it all. I'm gonna jump in there. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be a titherer." So that seems like, a, and then, of course, uh, what was another one? Uh, Hundred had him doing the whole throwing off. The, of course, he didn't do as much, but throwing off the girl as she was advancing on him. That thing has kind of become a norm now. It's no longer the dither character who, of course, they're still doing it. But well, there was some before some some uh, protagonists who harem uh, uh, quote unquote dithers protagonists that were b- breaking the mold before. I mean, I can think of DXD. I can think oh, yeah. of uh, Rogue Hero. So there would there was them that were before, but it's just that it's starting to become more prevalent lately. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I got lost sidetracked, which is always great. Uh, often they, this is another similarity between the two. Often they have, uh, to find a method to returning back to the homeland. And that meets, uh, challenges along the way. Uh, Chris is pointing out the general con- uh, centered around mystery of the world itself. Yeah. El Hazard was definitely in that case. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. What next I have is the common theme and styles of trapped in or transported to stories is the concept of fishing out of water. I kind of hinted at this earlier, but I think one of the main reasons why the, uh, I'm just going to say transported to another world. I'm going to say that as the general, uh, transported to another world. Why this whole entire concept, be it for a video game or fantasy world or anything like that, why it's so appealing in, even for mostly for me, in my opinion, is that it has this concept of fish out of water. And that's the idea where the character themselves is brought to this other location and they are completely unknowing of where they're at. They don't know what to do. So it's just like literally like a fish out of water. You take a fish out of water, it's, it flitters around. It's like, I'm not supposed to be here. What are you doing? Throw water on me. Put me back in the water. They always want to go back to the water. They don't know chew, what they're doing there. Chew, they can't breathe. Chew, chew, yeah, they go. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> they make that noise too. I remember. I remember uh, Subaru and Razier. At some point, he was in the. He was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was literally doing that. But that's kind of that got dark. <laughs> but the benefits of this fish out of water concept is that it allows the viewer or the reader to actually learn the world as the protagonist does. And I think this is one of the really crucial things that makes it so great. Uh, there's also a, it's a similar concept to the amnesia character. It's something that you see a lot in video games. If you ever play video games a lot or JRPGs in general, you know that a lot of them have a protagonist that is amnesia and why this is so that you can actually have the character learn as you learn it. Well, I think that we even hit that in, in our writing elements or something like that. Yeah. Um, where the idea behind the amnesia character is it's the ultimate self-insert character Mm -hmm. you cannot go any you can't you can't it's the most relatable as possible um it's also in the same same the same way as they use otaku a lot well technically their target audience is otaku so why would they use it because it's the ultimate self-insert you understand the way that person thinks when he geeks out over Hey, a video game. I understand that because I play video games all the time, so I can I can insert in there. Yeah, I mean it, it alleviates the uh, the random explanations. Like literally, if you're watching a show, like say if you're watching a, a true fantasy show, 
and all the characters are supposedly of that world. They all grew up in that world. But then they go, they walk out of the town, and then all of a sudden, uh, I don't know, a, a frog jumps across the road, and then suddenly somebody has to explain, oh, I remember that frog. It's that frog that the professor told us about, about that it came from this particular event in the world time in 1953. And then they're like looking at each other like, yeah, I already knew that because I was in that same class. I mean, there's that the element of the characters explaining things to each other or passing comments about long explanations about something that technically everybody in the room should know. And that alleviates that because you have a random person from the modern time now in this other world and they're being explained to it and you're learning it as they're learning it because technically they don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. If, so the, you swords are, if the swords are, are glowing, they can turn to the person who actually lives there and go, why is the sword glowing? It's, answer, it's asking the question for you. Right, right, right. Uh, you hit my second point here, which is uh, the other benefit of these fish-out-of-water type stories of the transported concept is that they're often more relatable because it is a character from modern times. It doesn't necessarily have to be an otaku, but most of the cases is an otaku. It's just the element of, yeah, I can totally see myself freaking out about that, too. <laughs> like, you walk into this other world, and suddenly a dragon flies across the sky. You relate to the idea that that guy's going to freak out and run. If it was a random fantasy world protagonist who is in that world to begin with he's probably gonna shrug at the dragon you're like that guy wouldn't act like i would i'd be out of there i'd be i'd be i'd be bolting so it does have that element of relatability which is really good in these kind of storytelling well didn't didn't outbreak company didn't he freak out and go oh my gosh there's a there's a dragon up there don't you understand there's a dragon that's a dragon (laughs) or he can be like the protagonist from gate who just jumps out there and just knifes the guy in the throat it's relatable. We all had the idea of jumping and knifing somebody in the throat. Anyways, this also allows hey, for... some a... of us are trained for that. You can't admit that, otherwise people know. <laughs> 50 ways to kill me with a spoon. This also allows for a quick growth and change in the protagonist with little effort. Why uh, a spoon? I don't know. I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. Because <laughs> it's all Because <laughs> it's all your twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Wow. Uh, anyways, it lends itself uh, to quick uh, growth for the protagonist because technically they're, you know, like a timid, normal person and suddenly they're in this other world. There's going to be some change happening. If you were suddenly thrown into a world that is not your own, you're probably going to have to learn to adapt to it. And that's really easy progression for a character. So it's a pretty cleverly easy writing tool, I would assume. I'm not a big writer, but I would assume so. It also lends itself to an overcoming story, which is always a cool thing. Everybody likes a, everybody likes the, not everybody, but a lot of people like the underdog story. It's the idea of somebody who shouldn't win, who prevails through challenges. It's, it's something that a, a person that's reading it or watching it can get excited about because you have your own trials that you're trying to overcome and watching somebody overcome something is often really, really rewarding. And of course, that's not a really something that's secluded to fish out of water concept, but it's more easily uh, portrayed here, I guess. Secret abilities. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Unlocking secret abilities as they come into the new world is is kind of a a trope that goes hand in hand with this stuff. It's it's more along the lines of um, giving them either in the process of like in in the case of Konosuba, it's the easy one in the in the in the 
which is in within hand's reach of me, so I'm going to use it. Um, but uh, Slayers, ha- or no, not Slayers, um, El Hazard did the same thing, where they got to the new world, and then suddenly they had new powers. Um, it's it's just not one all of them were very useful, <laughs> huh? Not all were, not all were very not useful. all of them were very useful. Some were cleverly useful, <laughs> but it is some of those things that just kind of work. And and it's 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 something like like the idea of going to the new world and suddenly they have mana v- readily available, whereas something that like in our world is not available. So it's easily explainable and it makes it to where they have powers and they have something to explore within themselves, which is yeah. kind of cool. I mean, newsflash, we all can actually use magic. It's just our earth doesn't have, have mana. magic. Exactly. But the moment we get mana, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. Oh, my last point I have here that's a uh, benefit to the fish out of water concept is that it removes the need for a character history or ties that need to be overcome or explained. It's one of those great things when you have a protagonist that suddenly within the first two minutes of the episode ends up in a magical world. You don't really care too much where they've been. You don't care what school they were going to. You don't care if they had girlfriends because they're in the now. And it's usually with most of these stories, it's like you get there and it's what's ahead of you. What, what are we, what we going to do? Where are we, we going to hide? What do I need to do to get back? What What's what's this ability do? How can I overcome this? How can I get back? It's never really about, well, suddenly let's have an entire... Let, let's The first episode, let's jump to this new world and then spend half the episode talking about where they came from. No, it's, it's always about what's this new world? What is in it? The viewer wants to know what's in that world and why they're there and what's cool about that world. So that's one of the benefits to the Fish Out of War story. This is... Pretty much like the thing I was hinting at earlier, which I didn't want to jump ahead on, but one cool similar writing style that I got from this when I was writing this outline was the world flip. I kind of mentioned that earlier when I was talking, when Chris was kind of trying to boil it down. One of the cool things about the fish out of water type storytelling or the transported storytelling is that it shares a lot of uh, elements with the world flip, uh, world flip idea. I almost wanted to make us an entire thing about that, but then I realized, no, I should stick with the outline that I have because it, it makes more sense. Um, but I do want to mention it here, and I think it's really, really cool. Uh, the world flip kind of uh, storytelling is the idea where a character with a normal life suddenly has it flipped upside down. So you have a normal protagonist. He is Joe Schmo. He doesn't necessarily get transported to a game. He doesn't get transported to, you know, feudal Japan or a fantasy world. He just literally is still in that world, but everything's flipped upside down because they are introduced to something. Something happens that reveals some kind of underworld, some kind of uh, magical parallel to the world. Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter, they were technically people that knew about that they were wizards, no, right? Harry Potter was, was normal. His his entire family was normal. Oh, and I then- watched the movie, so... <laughs> And then, the movie seems to jump right into it. And then he he was a part of a, a magical family, but he didn't know about it up until the point that the letter showed up at his door. And but, most, then, but that most of that storytelling is done in that other world, though. So he goes right. there. My 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 thing is more of the idea of Joe Schmo gets that revealed to him. Well, I guess technically I point out Seraph the Ends, and that's kind of the same concept. Uh, so yeah, I guess I can follow that. But it's basically the same idea. A uh, really good example is something like Tenchi Moyos. We, we talk about that all the time. And even if you haven't watched Tenchi Moyos, you've heard us talk about the entire first episode. It's the same concept. Tenchi is just walking down his shrine and suddenly something falls in the sky. It's a space pirate. He now knows there are people outside of our world. He never knew that before. 
he now knows there then that somebody's taking him. Now he does know that there's a a galaxy police. He never knew that before. Then uh while she was in the shrine, he now knows there's a demon shrine uh in uh, shrine kept genius. I mean, you're learning things as they learn that it's kind of flipping the world upside down. It's no longer a normal world. You're still in that same world, but things are no longer the same going forward. Uh, Noragami is a girl that just wants to watch wrestling and go to school and get good grades. Suddenly, he sees she sees somebody getting that's going to get hit by a bus. She saves that person, gets hit, and then wakes up and sees the god. And then now she has this entire other side of the world that she's learning about alongside her normal life. So it's it's the same concept of it's not necessarily the fishes out of the water. It's more like the fishes in the water bowl, and he's looking inside somebody's bedroom. Like, you still have that same world, you're still in your water, but you're able to see something you've never seen before. You're able to experience this other type of world outside of your normal. Did I explain that well enough? You look like you're looking off into, like, I'm trying Neptune to think or something. I'm, no, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to piece together your uh, your your metaphor with the the concept. I think it'd be better off if you were to put a maze inside of the fishbowl. I guess, yeah. So no, then or, suddenly or, you no, can no, see no, the no, maze because then you can have the fish in the water. But yeah, you put the maze inside the lake where the fish is at. You can you can leave them out of the bowl. The bowl kind of takes them out of that world. It's more like bleach or something like that, where they go to the Soul Society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the concept the concept is is that suddenly you're you're still you're you're, you're, you're being revealed. Something is suddenly revealed to you that you was always there, but you don't really see it. See, I I automatically put mafia there because it's kind of the yeah, I idea. Know what that was there for? <laughs> I put mafia there because mafia is something that is part of the world. You, you you don't you know it's there but and and that's probably where it's a bad bad concept yeah. i didn't think of it in in that concept but it's it's kind of there you know it's there and but you don't know how it works but if you get suddenly adopted into the family like in the godfathers you you suddenly are in it and you're you you get to know everything and you are involved in their crimes it doesn't matter if you want to be a part of their crimes or not it's either you do it or you d- you die it's you only have one of two options so it's it's really a that's why i kind of figured it was probably in that that same realm but i think harry potter is probably a better version of that or um and, and i'm 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 throwing all the american stuff, that, stuff i don't know why he's just I'm, 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 well, stuff I, I, I could say t- taboo tattoo which nobody wants to watch that show oh, yeah. so or no, outcast it's an example <laughs> Some here I have that I can kind of give you an idea. Uh, oh my Goddess was definitely a case where it's a boy who is down on his luck. He gets a phone call, thinks it's a joke, ends up being this goddess that's calling to grant his any wish, and he makes the wish for this goddess to be with him, and suddenly he's got, like, goddesses coming from above and hanging out with him. He, he's still in his regular life. He just now has this magical element to it that he's learning about at the same time. Uh, magical Girls is an easy example. You yes. have all these... Regular schoolgirls, they're all having fun, enjoying their time, and then suddenly out of nowhere, they get chosen to be a magical girl, and suddenly it opens up to, okay, there's the moon, and Queen Beryl, and there's these cards that flew out of this box, and I gotta go capture them all. I mean, their life suddenly is flipped upside down, but they're still in their same world. Bleach is a case where suddenly a, a guy is runs into a... a, 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 a Shinigami. Yeah, Shinigami, and all that kind of stuff that ends involved with that. Uh, Soul Society, helping the girl, blah 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 blah. I've been too long since I watched that. 
Uh, Fate Stay is a very whiny boy who suddenly uh, summons a, a servant and becomes part of the Holy Grail war to fight for a, a Holy Grail and all the stuff that's involved with that. Servamp, a kid who has a, a cat suddenly show up and the cat makes a pack with him. <laughs> that was a little weirder one. Uh, but it opens up to the realm of the Servamps and the vampires and all that kind of stuff that's kind of is thrown at him. Seraph of the M is, yes, technically still his same world, but the world itself changed. I don't know if that's a really good example. I already mentioned Tenchi Moyo. Trinity 7, I guess, is not really a good example. And I already mentioned Noragami, but... Trinity yeah. 7 is an excellent example. Yeah, but he's kind of technically in the first part of it where he's in his own world is technically his own world, and he it's a, well, they, it's a fake it, well, world. Well, it, it was a fake world, but it came from a normal world. But then he's no longer at that world, though. Right. <laughs> I thought about that for a while when I put it on there, so I don't think I didn't because, think about it. Because they, 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 I do know that they said flat out that their society is hidden from the regular world. I do remember that. His his little world was just broken. He was in a normal world. His Because of reasons, I'm not going to explain all that. If you want to know the story, go watch it. But I would argue it's almost like a transported to another world. That was only because the world was destroyed. He 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 was put there to be safe, and then he got broken out. Went to the secret society, which was inside of normal world. It's just that secret society is not known by the normal world. Yeah, my my point more is that the idea that he's no longer going to school. He's no longer hanging out with his sister at his home. He's no longer cooking food. He's now at this place where he's training to become, I don't know, a demon harem. <laughs> I guess, so to speak. Um, Best yeah. harem ever. <laughs> it's pretty good. Moving forward, let's jump into specifically uh, one of these two. First, I have the trapped in another or transported into another world, and then I have the trapped in or transported to a game or a MMO. I'm going to kick off with the trapped or transported into another world. Roots and Wizard of Oz, question mark, is what we kind of came up first, but you got some other ones. Yes, actually. Um, I actually... Uh, when I was doing, I was trying to figure out because we, we, we don't know everything and somebody's pro I was trying to, to avoid this as somebody trying to find the, a farther back than what I could possibly find. <laughs> but well, that's going to be the same case with this one as going to be in with, uh, the other, uh, the game. And it's not just trying to figure out the origins. It's more finding, trying to figure out the earliest that you see it in a particular medium, because we can throw out usually American writing or something like that or or English writing or something like that. And then there's going to be the problem that when we get when we get to talking about the the its place in anime manga or light novel or anime, we're probably not going to have the first there either. So just this is as far back as we can remember <laughs> or as far back as we can dig and we're probably extremely well, okay. wrong. By all by all accounts and this is this was on the TV tropes site or whatever the tropes website. There's a big old website out there that that has all kinds of tropes. And they they put it back even farther which was uh Persephone. Yeah, I guess you could make the case for she went to another world, but it was okay. She's she's a god born by gods, goes to another god's uh, place. So technically, yeah, she went to another place. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz is probably where a lot of this got the origins from. But if you want to get technical, um, you got. Uh, uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court, which was written, 
I forgot the guy's name. I th- I think it's Mark Twain. I want I want to say, and that was written in 1889. But Alice in Wonderland, the original book, goes back just a smidge farther. But it's not quite the same as going from one place to another. She's in her dream world, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. So take that for what it is. Um, now, here's the funny thing. Um, if It depends on also if you're going into film or if you're going into written works, because written works take longer, per se, to get to Japan than films films go over there and they just watch the films and some of and some of them can translate it the original uh book for alice in wonderland is 1865 the disney film is 1951 but the first film for alice in wonderland goes back as far as 1903 I didn't know that was two different adaptations of that. So there's like a million adaptations of. Well, it. I know there's some other ones. I've seen other ones. It's just not that particular telling of it that far back. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, the idea of the trapped in another world is something that predates the trapped in a game concept, and that's why I'm putting this first, um, as it was a and it's a it's a concept of basically the benefit and concept of the trapped in another world is the idea of kind of fulfilling adventurous desires and. Uh, seeking something out in a reader or a watcher. Uh, earlier uses of this pre- uh, seems predominant in shoujo writing as where a modern girl will often be whisked away into a kingdom where they fall in love for it with a prince or the prince sweeps them off their feet. It's something that when I was looking up the as far back as I could with either manga or or light novel or anime, something I've seen a lot of in some of the, a lot of the earlier ones is a lot of shoujos of a girl with a prince. I mean, that seems to be a common concept of this type of writing. And it makes sense because, you know, a lot of girls like the idea of a prince sweeping them off their feet and taking them off kind of thing. So it's there. Uh, at the same time, a lot of the ones that I see were on the male side. A lot of it is a modern character who is often to a world where they, you know, become the hero. The hero. And fight the the big bad, become the knight themselves whisk the princess off their feet (laughs) and right off into the sunset kind of thing. But of course, this is not always the case. A lot of these ones will kind of, a lot of them break off the mold, but a lot of them have that same kind of concept because it is a fulfilling those desires. Because it's, I mean, who, I kind of broke it down here is the idea of, okay, who doesn't like the idea of when you're, when you're working or when you're at school or when you're, you know, grounded or if you're uh, on a field trip or you're stuck with your, your, in-laws, I don't care, wherever you're at and you're not having fun, do you not have that desire to, you know, be whisked off into another world where you have magic and fight dragons? Be whisked off into a world where you're stuck with cute Nekos and Eno girls. Whisked off to somewhere where you become the, the king or the prince or the princess or whisk them off their feet and fall in love. That is a concept of... it's The whole thing is to fulfill those desires that people have when their regular life sucks. It, it breaks into, I and, and this is w- one of the things I think that you had it the best with the who doesn't want to leave your min- mundane life. I, I was just going to exploring all the imagination that everything that your imagination can give you is what these are, is the idea of going to a world. Even when you, you have your set world, a lot of the f- greatest fan fictions come from these kinds of this genre is because 
you are going somewhere else and then you can explore that world to its fullest potential. There's so much there that can be drawn because it's not your world. Your world has rules. Your world has uh, your job. Your world has your things that you have to deal with, the drama that you have to deal with. You, you got all that. And that's why these shows work so well. The first thing I kind of thought of was uh, when we were talking was the idea of technically it's something that's present in pretty much every type of, if it's entertaining medium, is it's going to entertain you in a way that you're taking your mind off of your current life and you're watching something. And and often cases where it's a slice of life or something like that, maybe even a school setting slice of life. Yeah, there's often times where you have that feeling of, oh, watching somebody go through their life as school and you're you're putting away all of your, your worries to watch a setting of a school. You're watching someone in a school. It feels like you're back in school or whatever. And that's something that's often, that's why you get a lot of school animes, because they like that idea of re-romancing uh, their childhood rather than being at school or whatever. But it's it's kind of that, that fulfillment there. And what's funny, though, is that sometimes there's a backlash to that, where we kind of mentioned the idea that this a lot of these bullet points where it's kind of similarities, often sometimes there are breakaways. And another case of that whole idea is like Grimgar Fantasy Ash, where you do have that idea of yeah, the romance and the idea of going to the world, getting away from where you're currently at, going off an adventure, and then it's not all rosy. <laughs> yep. And so there are some cases where that does, it kind of throws it back in your face, like, well, this isn't so great, but you're emotionally involved, and so it just kind of kicks you in the gut, which is was always a good thing. Always exceeds the expectations. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned, Chris kind of already pointed out a few of the kind of Lyricals, Western more writing type styles, uh, movies and stuff like that. Uh, going back as far as I could for Trapped in Another World or Transport in Another World. And again, like I said, probably don't have the first ones here. The furthest back I can really find without killing myself researching was uh, 1983 with Aura, uh, Battler, Dunbine, uh, or Dunbunny. The same year light novel for the wing of rain came out and no a was made of that in 2005 uh then back in 1992 we had a manga of fushiyugi uh 93 a manga for from far away uh first one i actually recognized el cesar was in 1995 uh night magic night radar for 1995 and totally totally story was in 1995 so 1995 I, I think that was the point in which i was finally introduced to this type of concept just a flood of them all in one year and of course, one a lot of people know is like Inuyasha was probably one of the bigger breakout hits of a Trap Another World, which was 2000. So not far back as I remember. But I know Inuyasha was like in serial for manga before then, like in the 1990s. So yeah. Um, so I want to talk about some of the shows we watched that are transport or lost or transported or stuck in another world type concept. So we already mentioned earlier was Inuyasha. That was a that was a entertaining one. Yes. Definitely. Enjoy the the sit joke fifteen times a day. <laughs> I, we should go and watch that in uh, in Japanese to see if she's saying sit. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a girl who ends up being taken to another world where there's this guy named Inuyasha who is he's like a a demon and he's trying to gain the half demon half demon. He's trying to gra- gra- find the shards of a fang. Was it of his father? I think it was. No, that was the uh, crystal. Uh, <laughs> I still don't remember any of the story. The crystal was what she had, and it blew up, and it went all over. The fang was his, his was sword. To, his sword, but he was trying to find all the fragments. 
Yes. Yeah. I haven't watched it in so long. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Grimgar Fantasy Ash kind of mentioned that earlier. And uh, yes, I will put it in the list for Trapped in Another World. I will still stand by the fact until I read further on or they adapt something else that says otherwise, it's modern people in another world. Not really game. So, sorry. I kind of pointed out here. I thought about this when I was writing up this thing. When I put Grimgar in there and I started fighting with myself, like, oh, people are going to get angry because I put Grimgar in here and they're going to say it's a video game. Technically, Mayu had classes in that one and that was nothing to do with a video game. Yep. Had a thief, had a hero, had a <laughs> had a mage. Yeah. Mayu is demon lord. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to move on from that before I get flamed on Twitter and stuff. I'm sorry. I, I still love you guys. Drifters, they're running recently on this current season. Drifters is technically where people are being transported to another world, even though they're all from different time periods. They're the same kind of concept. El Hazard, we've, we did a review of that one a while back. That one's a boy who gets transported into a fantasy world where there's two sides, the bug people and the regular people, and they're trying to help them. And of course, they're, his rival from back home ends up becoming on the, the opposite side of the bug people. Uh, the Vision of Escaflone, which is another great one. Girl gets pulled into another world by some guy who is, ends up being a prince of that world and giant mechas and all that kind of good jazz thrown at them. Uh, Gate, the Japanese self-defense force fought there. That's not necessarily a trapped in or a pulled in. It's necessarily, a technically, I guess it's technically a pull in because he gets drafted. <laughs> but a military guy who goes into another world that a gate just randomly appeared in the middle of Tokyo, I believe. And so they go off into that world to create a front against the people that invaded before. So there's that element there. Outbreak Company. That was another one that's kind of... He technically went there on his own version, but technically he got drugged and <laughs> pulled into there. But it's about a guy who uh, is a big geek otaku, and he is drafted in by the government because they opened up a portal to another world. And so they want him to go to that other world and teach that other world about the wonders of the fandom that he loves so much with his anime. So, yeah, comedy ensues. Inride. I had to put it on the list. I'm not going to say anything about it. Arata the Legend... <laughs> You watched most of Arata Legend, didn't you? I want to say I finished it. Uh, that one was just... Kid finds a sword and that swaps his soul with a, another guy who is on the other side of this magical vortex. I don't I don't know. It's been a long time. But yeah, so it's, it's a it's, That's a reverse, too. So it's even a the, body swap. Even the person that he goes to over there, that person comes back to his world. Right. So yeah. It's a body swap, but in, in the exaggeration of it's two different worlds and bodies in two different worlds. Yeah. Twelve Kingdoms, you want me to put on this one on here? I don't know anything about Twelve Kingdoms. Uh, that that one is a, that one's going to be even harder to remember. I I loved it though, but it is um, the girl. She is at her uh, the the track and field of her school, if I remember right. And don't quote Just me on like it. Somebody's going to somebody's going to kill me on this one. I know. And I hope you're not talking about Vision Escaplane. <laughs> no, uh, she gets attacked and she kills the monster or somebody helps her and then she gets dragged into the other world. That sounds like Vision of Escobar. <laughs> Is it? Yes, because she was running and the the vortex opens, a dragon comes out and the guy jumps out and kills the dragon and then she ends up coming back in through the portal with her. I know. I know. So I, I, think you're talking about I have watched funny. 12 Kingdoms, I promise. <laughs> but it does have a person going to another world though. Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure of that one. Uh, so disregard everything you just heard because it's 
basically Vision of Escaflowne. That's funny. Uh, next one we have. I've never Dog watched Days. Vision of Escaflowne. So that's the weirder part. I think you watched Vision of Escaflowne and not Twelve Kingdoms, no, and that's why no, you're loving it so much. <laughs> Dog Days. You watched that one. I can't watch it because it's not li- legally licensed anymore. Not even the first seasons. I watched a little bit of the first season. I know that the I know that the third season is not legal yet. Oh, hurry up. Um, that one is uh, boy. Uh, boy is very athletic, and he gets he summoned. jumps out of like the second story of his house and doesn't break Shut his up. legs. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> cute dog ear girls. Cute squirrel. Okay, I'm girls, fine with that. You were just bringing up protagonists. Girls. Just forget about what everything Andrew's saying. This is the best show ever. Nobody gets hurt. It's all fun and games. You're the one that brought it's up protagonist. one big old huge war. Yeah, it sounds like a bad thing, but the war is cute bunnies and stuff. I mean, and they lose their awesome. clothes too. Yeah, occasionally they do. Well, you sound like you're upset when you said that. I'm not. Other <laughs> people know. I'm just just agreeing. The familiar is zero. This was a funny one because I thought about it. I couldn't remember, and then Chris, like, said, like, slowly, yes, this is true. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Chris, it's all right, I'll put it on the list. But Familiar of Zero, I got a kick out of it because I couldn't remember if they ever specified that he was from another world. I'm like, I know he had normal clothes, but I don't know if he ever, it ever said that he was from another world, or even kind of hinted on it. I just knew that he was technically, he looked normal. Like a modern he, kid. He was, he was summoned into the world by Luis, and she used him as his familiar. Yeah, because every, every one of these magicians, at some point, they summon a familiar. It's right. like this certain point in their life, and they all have familiars. And her, she summons a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and makes him pretty much his, her familiar. And that's funny, because it's great. Magical Shopping Arcade Abenobashi. This one, technically, they go to multiple worlds, and... Of course, one of the early the ones. The entire is shopping arcade does. Yes, <laughs> just yes. in case you're curious. And Magic Knight Raid Earth. It's been a long time since I watched that. I definitely look forward to rewatching that one. But it's technically about school girls going to the world and fighting and stuff like That's that. That's the same with Oda Nobunaga. Is it's a girl going to um, taking the place, just like the Nobunaga Concerto. She's actually taking the place of, which is kind of funny because. The ambition of Nobunaga is the entire cast is Moe girls, just so you all know. You watched that one without me? Yeah, I've watched it. Oh. I watched it a long and time ago. She goes to a modern world? No. She, she, it's, a girl takes over Oda Nobunaga, just like uh, Nobunaga Concerto. Oh, she possesses She's take, She's taking that, she goes into Oda Nobunaga's world. And oh, takes she's from the a modern or something. She's from the modern. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then of course ReZero, he walks out of a convenience store and blinks and appears into another world where he dies a lot. <laughs> and it's definitely another one's world where it kind of defeats the idea of yay, let's go to another world. Now we're torturing ourselves and dying over and over again. So, um, so I wanted to do quick questions here. Which show do you think does characters better? And and of course, if you have any shows that I didn't list here, you can add them to it or wherever i would say probably re-zero i have to agree with that one i was gonna fight with myself with uh with inuyasha but or not inuyasha uh, grimgar fantasy ash but i I definitely have to agree with re-zero i think the the way that they the death allowed them to confront the characters in a million different ways was fantastic and you could see their dark side you could see their light side you can see their silly side 
which definitely lends itself to there. Which one does world better? Besides the fact that Dog Days has great cute girls, it's a great world to be in. I guess that's be it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 12 Kingdoms just based on my knowledge of it. I don't. It's been so long, so please forgive me. I I couldn't tell you exactly. I, I do remember going from place to place and just traveling all over the world. The world was just well built. It's just, it's a lot, a lot along the same lines as Maya, where it's just, there's so much there that they just dig into on a constant basis. Yeah, from my memory serving me, I think probably the best. And this is going to be very hazy for me, but I remember Bear being quite a bit there. Vision of Escaflon, I think, was probably one of the most fleshed out worlds out of this list. Again, based off of my memory. It could be completely wrong if I could rewatch some of this stuff. Uh, which show does the weight of the situation better? I put this in here just to say, <laughs> Great Car Fantasy, yeah, shouldn't I? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because I would agree with you on that one. It's just, it, it was... Uh, it grounded. It's very yeah. grounded. And that, that was kind of the point that well, I, I guess... I, like, I would say ReZero as well. That would be a tough one because ReZero had... Even though you thought at some point, I, I mean, I and I've heard it pointed out, is all the weight of everything goes away, but it starts adding on a different weight that you don't even realize that you 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 were afraid of, and that starts kicking in. Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash has weight to everything that's going that's on. That's really and what so, I mean, is the idea of, like I said, yeah, I agree, I agree with you that there's a difficulty there in the idea of, well, technically the death reset defeats a lot of the weight, but they still do well in the idea that technically it starts to make him go crazy if you if you think about it. Uh, but there's still the element to that does pull some of the weight off. It does kind of break that fear of, yeah, technically by the third time that he dies, you're like, okay, well, we'll see if he does it next time. Whereas Grimgar Fantasy Ash does have this element of they could not make it through this. They This is a very, it's very grounded. And it's even more in the idea if you want to put on the weight in a situation, the idea of, it feels grounded. It doesn't feel as fantastical as maybe Grim uh, Ray Zero kind of starts pushing into at times. I just think that for me, Grimgar probably be more in that vein. But I can I can definitely see your point on Ray Zero. Uh, which one is the most comically entertaining? Abinesha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Outbreak Company. Yeah, I, I'm Outbreak gonna go Company. with I'm gonna go with Abinashi. Because it's just so random a lot of times. That would be like goo compared to it. it to me, it, Abinish, but it's been a long time. So, I mean. Yeah, I haven't watched that in forever. So, I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't know if the humor holds up, but I know that I laughed a lot with Outbreak Company. So, yeah. That one takes my boat. And there's a little, little side of me that likes Inuyasha with the sits. <laughs> Not really. I'm just joking. I don't know why I'm stuck on the sits suddenly. Um, let's see here. Which one is overall entertaining? I guess ReZero, until I rewatch Vision of Escaflone and I reconfirm that, I have to say ReZero. Because ReZero ended up pushing into my, one of my top lists, so. I'm going to go with Gate. Nice. Beats out ReZero. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because uh, I just had a lot more yes points in that one. Whereas with ReZero, I was cringing and going, <laughs> oh my gosh, stop! My eyes are fighting. <laughs> Which show had the best moments? Um, I don't know why I asked myself this one because this is tough. Like, because I, I could even put Nobunaga and Serto. I had a lot of great moments in that one. ReZero had an excellent case with Ram. I, I Ram's episode, on, quote unquote. I don't, on the entertaining one. I'm sorry. I should have. 
I didn't think about it. I was super entertained with Dog Days. So I'm going to either put that next to it, next to Gate, or um, or just below it. So just take that in. I had a lot of fun watching Dog Days. And I know that a lot of people are going to watch the first episode and go, this is Moe crap, and turn it off. Because that's the... I think the reason why it's such a divis- divisive... I'm, like, probably the only person who loves that show. <laughs> but I love it. I had a lot of fun watching it. So take that for into consideration because that's the a lot of the th- same thing with Gate is I had a lot of fun watching that for the most part. There is some things that I didn't like where Dog Days, I don't have anything I don't like about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the best moments, I'm going to say Gate on that one for sure because there's a lot of moments where I went, yeah, that's awesome type things. I'm probably gonna get again. I I I, I need to watch Escafani again, so that's the only reason I'm leaving it out. I probably Grimgar Fantasy and Ash. There was a lot of moments in that one that just basically left oh, me yes, shocked there's... and just blown away visually, musically. Had some moments that were just kind of that just destroyed your set. Me. Absolutely kind of destroyed me. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one. Best visual style. I guess I'd have to give that Grim- Grimgar Russell. I love that water-painted yeah, style. But at the same time, even if I don't need to rewatch it again, Escafani was a visual masterpiece at the time, and I still, loving watch- I still love watching clips from that show because they put so much effort into it. But visual style itself is, I think, more artistic, which would be, again, Grimgar with the water painting. Best animation, I would give it to, to Escafani in that case, so... I yeah, saved myself. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Mostly on the, I, I think that Outbreak Company looked really gorgeous, but that's on a different thing. Is I think that was scenic, just a lot, a lot like uh, Grimgar. Animation wise, I I would go with Escafloni just based on the idea of I know how much how much they put into that show. Okay. Um, that's all the question I had for my silly breakdown. Let's move on to trapped or transported into an MMO slash game. So we're moving from the just being transported to a setting to being transported into an actual digital video game. The game itself with game mechanics and stuff. This one probably finds its origins from something like Tron, maybe? Yeah, I'm thinking that that's the one that both of us came up with, and we can't think of anything that's before that. It, this is a movie that was way back in the 80s possibly in I like the 70s to i don't explain it that makes me feel old <laughs> i know and, <laughs> and, and for they, those that know who said, tron is let's us let us sit down and, and, and the, the funny it thing you. is is even them that when when you go and look up and they found their inspiration from pong which that's even worse <laughs> pong yeah, is they had the game and everything they did it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, this is obviously a game or a show that I don't think you can go much more farther back because nobody's considering way back then to go into video games because video games was still in its infancy when Tron when Tron came out. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much one of the first video games is Pong. So but yeah, the seemingly new method of telling the trapped in another world story, as I kind of uh, mentioned earlier. This, uh, the Trapped in Another World predates this in the idea that I think technically this is the new Trapped in Another World. So when everybody gets upset about the idea of, oh my gosh, there's, there's this, this Trapped in Another Game show coming out next season. That's just dumb. Why we keep getting these? It's technically, you know, like 10, 20, 30 years ago, 
the storytelling that we've seen a lot of was trapped in another world. Why was there so many of those stories? Like I mentioned earlier, they're a fulfillment of desires to leave your current world and go somewhere else where it's fantastical and fun and you get to be the hero or be saved by the prince or the princess. That concept is a is a, an escape. And what happened when we started coming into the digital the, the new age of children growing up with video games is a new way of explaining that whole concept is to go, oh, kids like video games these days. I bet they would love the idea of being in that world. And so now, basically, we have a new generation of viewers, readers, that know video games and like video games. They are now given a storytelling method of transferring from fantasy and whatever to specifically the video game they enjoy so much. So that's why you're seeing, I think, in my opinion, why you're seeing such a huge increase of this particular uh, style of storytelling, which is trapped in a game, is because it's it's fulfilling it's still doing the fulfillment storytelling, but now with the video games that we grew up it's with. it's something that's that's touchable. It's right in front of you all the time. I mean, you have a com- most everybody has a computer, so it's natural to have this this portal into another world. It's natural to want to use that as a portal. It's it's a lot easier to explain that than to explain, oh hey, I got randomly pulled into another world because I was summoned by somebody. <laughs> Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. It's easier to explain that you've been <laughs> sitting in front of that game so much. You're probably delusional and lost in it. So I, I, I think that it, it, it's, it was a natural conclusion to that. It, it was a natural evolution of that because it is, like I said, it's something that is more relatable than, hey, random girl wants to summon somebody. Well, it just so happened to be me. No, it's easier to have a game in front of you. You're the best at that game, and so they want to summon you into that game. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, but for that reason, that that similarity be in there, that a lot of the types of storytelling is for this. It's a lot of similarities fall into the transport into another world. The only really major major difference that you see is uh, how it it tells its story and how it portrays the world that you're in. Uh, such as technically when they go into a, another world and just a standard trap in another world, they're there and they explain the world as it is. Whereas the trap in the game usually talk about the game mechanics. It talks about the abilities that they gain. It talks about their hit points. It talks about their experience. So they're leveling up. They're forming parties. They're using ch- uh, voice chat systems that they can talk directly with people or they lose the voice chat systems in certain cases. So there's all these little game mechanics they're constantly explaining versus whereas the other ones were more about just talking about the world itself. Which, Which that's also a good good way to show that you you have quote unquote cred, street cred with the, the otaku. If you know the lingo that they are using, it makes it a little bit more easier for the um the viewer to accept that. Yeah, entertaining or right. or or relatable, as we mentioned before. Again, going into where I shoot myself in the foot, again, I do not know if this is the very, very, very first cases of it, but as far back as I could find, the very first anime that I could find that was in the idea of being trapped in a game or uh, MMO-type setting, well, I guess back then it wouldn't be MMO, it would just be game, 
Um, first one I can find was 1990, which is NG, Night, Rumine, and 40. I have no clue what that's about. I just know in the synopsis it covered it, it confirmed it. So I'll just leave it at that. But that's 1990. That's the earliest one I can find. The earliest one I remember was Monster Rancher, and that was 1990. I never actually watched it. I do know of Monster Rancher. I had Monster Rancher. <laughs> but basically, in that late 1990s, and going into the 2000s, that was a big boom of monster games. Poke- Pokemon version. Yeah, and, and essentially a lot of that kind of spurred up anime being based off of it. It was the easy way to sell those games was to say, How far back hey, was Pokemon? Uh, Pokemon was itself was made in 1995. Um, I'm not sure when the anime started up. Let me... Because even though it was... 1997. Was Monster Rancher actually somebody going back to the Monster Ranch? No, it was 1999. So yeah, yeah Pokemon he loves playing. It. He loves playing video game or video games, and he is going somewhere. So yeah, yeah. So technically, I, even though I said that, yeah, technically Pokemon was the first. Uh, no, that wasn't a trap in the game. What am I thinking? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what why I, was I didn't put in the list. That's, that's what I was saying. I was. That's why I was asking if Monster Rancher was technically a uh, a trapped or yeah. being transported. Yeah. Because I know Digimon is because they are normal kids that are getting dragged into the digital world. So yeah. But Monster Rancher I wasn't really sure. I just know that there was it was a Pokemon type game. I guess that's a good point. I know that they were they were sucked into a digital dimension, but was did it ever specify that Digimon was them being pulled into a game? I don't think I ever do what now? They weren't being pulled into an actual game, they're just being pulled into a digital world. Yes. But was that a game? Like when when they were outside of it, was it a game that they were messing with? Well, I'm sure that they had the, di- the digi devices with them but all the I time. I thought they got the digi devices when they got there. I don't remember. Okay, somebody can correct us on <laughs> that, that one. That was I way just... back in 1999, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so the earliest one I can I'm remember. I'm having a hard time watch, uh, remembering Twelve Kingdoms, and I know that was only a few years ago. <laughs> so the earliest one that I can remember. That was specifically a game is going to be Monster Rancher because I don't know if Digimon was technically a game world. I thought they were pulled there and then they got the game Digivices and got the pets. I don't know. Heck, you could probably convince me right now that Ash was dragged into a, uh, a, a digital world for all I know. <laughs> That's why he never ages. Yeah. That's why he never he was ages. Stuck. In his real body, he's actually like 80 years old. Oh, anyways, uh, Diehack Simon is probably one that a lot of people claim as being one of the first trapped in an MMO, technically, uh, world. So you have NG Knight Ramune being basically the first trapped in a video game. But when you bring in the idea of MMO-type trappings, Diehack Simon is probably the one that everybody says or points out as being the very first storytelling of that. Um, and that was in 2002. And of course, the big one that everybody remembers is uh, Sword Art Online, which is 2012. Which you is almost said one Log that... Horizon. <laughs> I just looked down the list and seen it. <laughs> but yeah, Log Horizon is another one that, if you wanted, if you're those people out there that want to believe that Sword Art Online did not happen, then technically the first one that stood out was Log Horizon after Dot Hack Sign. And you could just ignore that it ever existed, and we'll all be happy. Yeah, because we 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 really don't want to hear about your ex girlfriend. <laughs> going to be permanent staple in this whole thing <laughs> stop talking about you did it it's all you <laughs> made a thing but yeah so i have a list here of trapped or transported into an mmo slash game that we've watched and like i said earlier technically there's not that many and i mean we're talking about a span of what since 1990 when the first one came out till now yeah granted i don't have every single one of them in this list but i think i got pretty much most of them i've watched uh, but yeah, that's Digimon, 
Again, Monster Rancher, uh, NG, uh, Knight Ramune, which I've never watched. Uh, Dot Hack Sign, Sword Online, Konosuba, No Game, No Life. Which, yeah, I guess you can argue has not necessarily been specified as a game world. Unless I missed something that is a visual, digital game world. They just kind of get pulled into their screen. All he says is this is Dishboard. Yes. Now, he is getting dragged. They are getting dragged into a computer. Which... Like I said before, it, the computer is the portal to the other world. You could make the, that. That's like Andrew was saying. You could make the I mean, case. We could find out. World. We can find out that in volume number five, suddenly somebody actually unplugs the computer and they all die. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> I also kind of miss that. Technically, with Konosuba, it's not necessarily a video game world. I mean, it is a. Same thing. It's a yeah. game world, but it's technically another world that is created by a goddess or the gods. It's not necessarily a video game. It's that it, the the world that they created has game elements to it. It's kind of similar to uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Technically, that is not a video game world, but it has gamey elements in it. So yeah, that, and that, and that's the thing. It's like I when I hear people going on and on and on about these these trapped in an in an MMO. I've seen it a million times. No, you haven't. You've seen trapped in a, another world. This is a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, like I, if I could... Well, I guess we'll, we'll get into that more later. Uh, Log Horizon is another one up there. Uh, Ixian Saga DT. I don't know if you ever specified that was and actually a game. That's another another thing. That, they're the, the game... The, there is a game called... Ix, well, it's kind of gone now, but Ixion Saga is a game. And the show is based on the game. He is getting dragged into another world through a computer so depending on how you put it yeah technically it's based on a game but it's not actually a game he's getting trapped in another world yeah uh overlord about a guy who stays till midnight when the server's gonna shut down and ends up still being there when the the time passes and now he's stuck in there and he's trying to figure out the rules of the and world he is actually seeing menus and stuff like that if i remember yeah. right yep he's he's messing around with the the coding of of the girl that is is serving him. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online Two. Technically, it's more about the game itself, but they do touch on some stuff towards the end there about being stuck in there. Possibly, Excel World is technically the idea that I I almost wanted, didn't want to put in here because technically that it's them going to that world whenever they want to. They step into it. Uh, but I don't remember, I think that they hinted at certain times about being stuck in there somehow. So I put that in the list, but that's basically, it's, it's in the same world supposedly as Sora Online where I think it's in the future more and they have augmented reality. And so everybody can see augmented realities and they take something to, they insert a program that allows them to speed up their brain process and they go into this digital world where they compete. Batum, you have it in here. Yes. Now, and this is this is actually one that I kind of... I've, I've mentioned it a few times with you when we've talked about the idea of, is this actually considered a trapped in an MMO? The, it's the, in this world, there is a first-person shooter. That first-person shooter um, is massively multiplayer. Everybody's playing it. It's the big thing. It's like if... if uh, what's the it's Call the, of Duty, man? It's Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty in in their world. It's Destiny. Um, it's so popular. Um, 
and it's 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 not actually a first person shooter. It's actually a grenade thrower. It but it's the first person shooter type game, and they throw grenades and try to kill the other guys. Um, there's different types of grenades, just like there's different types of guns in our first person shooters. Um, they have different styles. They have different play styles and all that stuff. When they go uh, at some point, um, the guy wakes up and he's on an island. Now, it's un- a physical island. It's a regular island. It's All in their bur- world. Battle Royale-ish. And there is a Battle Royale to take place, and it has to do with these grenades that they have in the game. So it's like bringing the elements of the game into the real world, making the kid play the game in the real world. So is it a trapped in an MMO? He is going to another place. He is playing a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the one that's in, in the hazy area, but it, I guess the the point here also, and it's a really big point in this entire talk, the the this entire subject itself is that uh, you learn about the stuff, and at the same time, you learn about some possible things to jump into. So even if you don't think that's technically a trap in the game, you might like it because it has similar concepts. So you it is that. a very dark show. So just take that for what it is. It just said Battle Royale a couple minutes ago. Yeah, Battle <laughs> Royale, and there is everything that's in Battle Royale is in this show. But yeah, just like we did with the previous one, I got a few questions here that we can run through and and decide on which show does the game element better. I'm gonna say Log Horizon. I think of all the Overlord's a close one because I like how he explores, and I'm, that's probably gonna be more on the world one. Uh, but the game mechanics itself, I liked Lock Horizon. That was one of the things I enjoyed most about it. I think that it explored it the best. So I would say the world better would probably be that one. <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, because I, I, I no game of life does a lot of that twist. stuff, but they don't. They cheat a lot, and it doesn't make any. It it defeats the whole purpose of the games themselves. So now an interesting twist on it to make it something that's curious and you want to explore. Um, at first glance, I would say no game, no life. So it's, it's what, what do you games? I think that, yeah, I think I would go with log horizon. Um, so yeah, interesting twist is where I would go into how, how would you explore it is the better question for me. Yeah. Um, and like how log horizon handled the game mechanics and how to work with the game itself. So, that was one of the things I enjoyed most about it, so I have to, I have to give it credit there. Uh, what does characters better? No game, no life. Konosuba, I think, for me. I think Konosuba, I, I enjoyed the characters in that one. Not, no game, no life, I like one character. <laughs> Technically, it was only one well, character I, mean, I really liked. My, 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 next re- my next thought would go right into Sword Art Online, because, I mean, Konosuba is funny. I I have no doubt. I I think it's a hilarious show, but I didn't really attach to those characters as much as I did No Game No Life or um, Sword Art Online. I I mean, but then again, at the same time, Sword Art Online, I've been through you know forty eight, fifty episodes of that. Yeah. So <laughs> and I, I, the sad thing with Sword Art Online, as much as I enjoyed, I I the characters didn't really much. I mean, besides the main duo, they didn't really do much with the side characters, and that's what really kind of frustrated me, because most of the side characters I really like in that show. And so as much as time as they gave me with those side characters, I got just as much of that with Konosuba, so I have the same attachment there. And explosions. Well, I only think that really <laughs> in that, that show only about four or five characters have ever really super delved into. Right, right. And they're the characters I've 
the less interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's my problem. Yeah, so it's possible. Let's see which one does the world better. I I said I was gonna go with Overlord on this one, but I'm starting to think more and more and more on Excel World because I think that has a fascinating world as well, once they kind of dive into. But not having watched Excel World, I will probably lean again towards either Sword Art Online or No Game No Life. Log Horizon, I think, did some really really interesting things, but it got too bogged down in. Um, different elements that it wanted to explore, which is good, but the problem is, is getting it got bogged down in those. I almost want to say, when it comes to world, Log Horizon is a case of, yeah, technically, if you do look at just the volume of how much it explores things in that world, I mean, it gets into economics of the town they're building, and they're building the town, they're they're learning how to shift things around, they're getting with all these guilds, and they're building things, they're I mean, there's so much being explored in that world, but at the same time, it's not fascinating. I mean, it, it was cool. I'm not discrediting it, but it wasn't as fascinating as I enjoyed watching the world being explored in something like Overlord or Excel World. I hope that comes across to people correctly, because that's basically my point. I, in sheer volume, I will acknowledge that Log Horizon wins, but well, in what it, I enjoyed exploring... Overlord and Excel World was doing more. I think I think Overlord do, did really well. Now, now to me, the way I, the way I would put it is is yeah, it has so much that I mean, it's almost like the author was draw, drawing this thing up, and then he started getting into the detail, and then he just got so sidetracked on the detail. <laughs> yeah, it looks really really amazing, and and you know that the bigger picture is going to be it's like wonderful. He's, it's like but he's, he's so stuck on that little rose. It's it, <laughs> it's like he's writing the story and he's explaining how this concept works, and all of a sudden his pen just rolls off the page and it goes up his wall, and then he starts drawing a big huge schematic, and you're like, we can't use that. and and i don't know how else to better explain that because log horizon is really really fascinating the world is fascinating and when you start seeing what it has you'll you'll understand what we're saying but the problem is he's just so focused on the the little intricacies that it does kind of bog down from the overall story it's like you want to get back to the overall story i love it and when when he gets to episode 5000 it's going to be a great show i know it but it, the problem is we got to get to 5000 before we actually get that payoff yeah. I want to correct myself because I want to make sure people know what I'm talking about when I say Excel world. Technically, the digital world itself, I'm not talking about the fascination with that. I have really little fascination with that. Uh, Since Excel world is technically not trapped there, they bounce back and forth between the world world and the inner world. My fascination more is with both the worlds. So, yeah, keep that in mind. If it's just strictly the worlds themselves, I would would go back with Overlord because I enjoyed watching that kind of unfold and watching him kind of dig around in that world. Did Um, I actually answer the question? No, I, don't, world. I don't. I think he said no game, no life. Yeah, I'm thinking no game, no life, with a possible second of sword art. All right. Um, which show does the weight of the situation better? As much as I don't like the later parts of it, I'll have to go with. Uh... Now, this is a hard one. I'm gonna say my first initial thought, and that's gonna be sword online, because that first core blew me away. I I got fully invested in that whole concept. And I loved it. I, I mean, just watching like people not able to accept it and jumping off the sides of of the towers, or 
just having uh, certain characters that he meets going through tragedy. I mean, a lot of that stuff had weight to it, in my opinion. At second thought, I start to sway more towards Overlord because I enjoyed how it was more into the idea of becoming what she were. Like, he was literally losing desire to eat. He was losing the desire to sleep because he was becoming this bone lord guy that he created. And I like that mental element. Uh, not losing compassion because he's becoming the overlord. Those mental things was what's really, really, really cool about what Overlord did. And that added a lot of weight to it. So I'm mixed. I Sora Online crushed me. Overlord fascinated me. I guess it's the best way to put it. Hack sign crushed me. But at the same time, that was... That's been too long. Yeah, I don't it's know been a how... long time. And Sword Art Online, it had its moments. So it's kind of difficult to say that, that I found the same weight in that one. Log Horizon, I don't think it ever quite got to that height of weight for me. I, I seen what they were trying for, but I never quite got it. It did some good moments in the idea of, like, pointing out giving up is the same as death. I Like, when I pointed that out, I thought that was really cool. But it was never, like, dire. Right. It doesn't need to be. Overlord, I'm not saying it has to be. Overlord never quite worked for me on that. The I, I never got the same. I mean, oh, I was, it was, <laughs> when we were reviewing, I was fascinated by it. And Chris yeah. was over like, I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was fine, but I never got to the level that Andrew got. So, I mean... On the on the weight, I don't think any of these really capture that. I mean, the closest would be I I do remember a moment that really hit me hard in No Game No Life. I know a m- couple of moments in Sword Art Online that hit me hard. So, eh? <laughs> I I don't really have an answer for that one honestly. That had a pretty powerful moment in Excel World that I remember. So that was that was a good one too. That had some weight to it. Um, let's see. Did you even answer that? <laughs> Yeah, my my answer is I don't really have an answer it, because okay. I can say there's moments in No Game No Life. I can say there's moments in Sword Art Online, but nothing really in the list that we have here. Nothing has really ever captured me that mo- that that hard. Most comically entertaining. Now, don't answer too quickly because I know you're struggling between two of them. I'll just say Konosuba and I'll I'll get mine out of the way. That one's hilarious. I laugh from beginning to end. It was. It's a comedy, so that's all it was setting out to do. Uh, for those that weren't specifically comedy, maybe Overlord. I think that was about the only one that had some gritty laughs out of it that weren't strictly a comedy. I want to go back and watch Ixian Saga because I, when I was doing some little, because I wanted to make sure that I didn't go and say oh, that, that it was the a, that I was thinking. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No game, no life. I mean, okay, I thought you were struggling to be Konosuba almost, and no game. Yeah, Konosuba and no game, no life are probably the ones that I. What I was saying is Ixian Saga. I almost want to go back and watch it because the reason why is I was really hard on that show. Yeah, <laughs> and. I when I was going wasn't through, wasn't the one with the the guy with his, wasn't the one with the guy with his gonads that he was yeah. obsessed with? Okay, <laughs> make sure. And I went back and I was suddenly, I guess the jokes were hitting me in a different way. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was starting to find some things that they were doing funny, and I don't remember laughing at the show. <laughs> And I and and the reason why I was watching it was because I was trying to get this note. I wanted to make sure that I knew for a fact that it was not actually in a video game um i wanted to make sure that it was just a what what was the the rules of what they were doing 
um, because I knew he got dragged into a computer, but did he go into a game or not? Um, But at any rate, I thought that a couple of the scenes were kind of funny, so I do want to go back and check that out. But my my answer off the top of this list right now, I would be either No Game, No Life or Konosuba. I probably would lean more towards No Game, No Life. Right. Overall entertaining out of this entire list. Uh, No Game, No Life. I think that that show hit so many different things that I was just so in love with. So, yeah. This was a hard one for me. (laughs) I guess I'll have to go with... uh, I don't want to say Konosuba again. Uh, So, I'm going to say Sword Art Online. Because it's the first core. Strictly first core. Don't get me wrong. If you went overall, if I had to take the entire thing into consideration, I'd probably say Konosuba, but yeah. And we still have another season, so, I mean... It could totally yeah. bomb. <laughs> yeah, it could, could totally bomb. <laughs> but it could be totally great. Uh, see, the show that had the best moments. So I guess if you want to point out some... Uh, the Sword Online, I, I love definitely... I'm going to say Log Horizon on this one. And that's really giving a lot because, like I said, none of them have actually got those really strong standout moments. I think there's some good st- standout moments in No Game, No Life. There was one some really good... shocking moment in Lock Horizon. I would admit that. Really shocking. Uh, there's some good, solid moments in Sword Online. I, and for c- comedic beats, Kona, none of them can beat Konosuba. But at the same time, those moments that just hit and hit really good, but are consistent across the board. I think I get more volume of those moments out of Log Horizon. Um, I, but at the same time, that's what a was that a forty-eight episode show? I want to say it ran for two two cores, but I could be and wrong. And so you have more more to work with. It's same with like Sword Art Online. I could give you some moments that are just absolutely. Some of the most abhorrent, some of the greatest cutesy moments in in Sword Art Online. So it's got a lot of different moments that are very memorable. I do not forget those moments. But Log Horizon, while not having those really high highs and really low lows, it does have good solid moments all through the show. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I really had like maybe one standout moment in that entire thing. Well, that's that was what like, I'm saying. It's not literally after the third core, it finally got that one moment, and it's four cores long. <laughs> well, and that and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like sort out of line. I can tell you like four or five moments that are just really, really abhorrent. Um, I could tell you three or four moments that are really kind of cool. Um, so you have three or four really, really cool moments and three or four really, really abhorrent mo- moments, but all of them stand out as moments. Now, Log Horizon, while it doesn't have those really, really high, high moments that are just so stand out, they're just kind of right there underneath lo- uh, Sword Art Online. But there's abhorrent, more. What you mean by it uh, disturbs you or that you yeah. just. It I'm sorry. Sucks? I'm sorry. Uh, the <laughs> moment with Asuna and a certain person and the second moment with that person. Oh, you're and one then... of those stuck on that thing. Okay. Huh? That was. Are you are you upset because it's just it disturbs you, or are you upset that you hate that the writer used it, or what? They were disturbing moments. Okay. I mean, the, I, the, I just wasn't sure if you were the, the moment that... in Maria was a very very abhorrent mo- moment. I know it's, what I'm. What I'm meaning is, are you seeing it as something that shouldn't be there, or no. okay? I'm just making sure. I never said that. <laughs> I they are moments that are cause a a mo a, a 
they're a very vivid moment that you go, oh my gosh, why why is this happening? And you, it's it's a moment that should invoke emotion. Yeah. And that's the point. It should make you uncomfortable. It should make you Just uncomfortable. Just like the Shinji guy from Unlimited Blade Works rubbing on, on uh on Ren's leg. It's supposed to make you disturb. It's right. supposed to upset you. And and those those are moments that stand out. And like uh uh the the guy in the that go, freaks out about the in the gun gale arc. Um and and it, that was a moment that stood out so strongly. And then there's those really, really adorable moments that that just stand out. And and I could point some of those out as well. I, I can think of the the eating the uh Yui eating the the sandwich that was too spicy. The point is, is that, yeah, there's those moments, but they don't, they stand out really strongly. The rest of the show is kind of just mediocre. Whereas with Log Horizon, none of those, those, those points ever really get to that moment. You know what I'm saying? They never get there, but there's a lot of really cool moments that just aren't as good as the Sword Art Online. They don't stand out as much. But at the same time, there's more of those than there is of the Sword Art Online overall. I'll go with Overlord. <laughs> I give you a really quick answer after all that crap. Well, no, and that, I maybe mean, had like one good is... moment out of Lock Horizon. Sword Online had probably like three really powerful ones in that first core. I didn't care much for the other cores. Not that they're terrible or anything. And Overlord, every time I think about it, there was a lot of really cool moments in that one. And I, again, it goes back to the whole idea of exploring the the de- deterioration of the mind concept, which. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but hey, it's one of those things kind of like symbolism, storytelling and stuff. If I got more something out of something, if you get more out of something, that's that's great. So like Overlord, I can think of three. I, uh, the the girl with the laugh g- freaking out and uh, trying to kill uh, Ein's old gould or whatever. And then um, the sword fight with the nail. I, those are really the two scenes that kind of, I guess, the ending fight. Yeah, but it was a good scene. That was the for me. For me, it was the uh, the first battle in the town that was pretty awesome. The second battle for the town was awesome. Uh, and again, a lot of that ties into moments where he's discovering his personal changes. Yeah, everything with Clementine was amazing. Um, I loved all those moments. So yeah, I mean that take that for what it is. I mean, to me, best moments are the standout scenes and yeah, take it for what it is. I guess sword art wins by default because it does have more standout scenes. <laughs> you change from log horizon to sword on. Cause I, I chose I, overlord. <laughs> and that's, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, quantity, quantity over quality, which one do you go with? Well, that's what I was saying earlier was the idea of something resonates with you more than another person. It's, uh, there's people that don't think there's many great, great moments in Sword Online. There's people that those hit them. It, it hit them really good. So it's, it's up to you. It doesn't have to be quantity. It can be quality. Anyways, <laughs> best visual style. <laughs> I guess we're going on the artistics and stuff again. I, Wow, um, uh, I overlord again. <laughs> I'm, 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 I would debate between no game, no life, and oh, overlord. Yeah. Because I'll go no game, no life. No game, no life. No game, no life looked gorgeous for the gra- vast majority. Now, overlord, I would go because I liked the gothic style of it. Yeah, 
And so that's a hard, I mean, No Game No Life had this very pretty, um, vibrant colors and just stood out so much. So I, I'm, I would be stuck between the two. My thing with Overlord is I like the gothic style and that's what immediately jumped in my head. Of course, especially because of the fact that I'm thinking of all these and I'm like, there's really nothing appealing artistically. None of these were going for artistic. And then you mentioned No Game No Life. And I'm like, yeah, technically, if you want to go artsy-fartsy, that was technically one of the hugest appeals to that show was what they did with that. It looks so unique and was just color vomit. <laughs> yeah, color vomit. <laughs> Animation-wise... Overlord. Uh, there wasn't really many moments in that one of action. That was the problem. Overlord? I think... Uh, yeah. I was thinking of the Clementine... I mean, yeah, Sword Art Online... I well, remember yeah, there's a few but, points where I would go, dang, that looks good. But <laughs> there's a lot of moments where Sword of Line looks like crap, too. Yeah, there's a lot of moments it. where, it, but now the Clementine fight, I don't know. You can't really, I mean, th- that that and the the final battle, I, I I guess I can give that to you. It's just one of those cases where Overlord is a lot of standing around and talking. It's exploring things. But yeah, technically, when it does get to a fight, it's pretty dang brutal like that first fight in that that village that dude started lopping off heads i mean the, it looked good and especially the, the the last fight of the entire season was i was stuck on it it was like it looked incredible i'm not saying it's like un, unlimited blade works kind of affordable stuff but at the same time it looked good it felt good it, it went smoothly and i compare it to anything else in this list there really, really isn't anything else on the list that you see something stand outish in how it moves around, I guess is the problem. Even Sword Online, I think there was a lot of really cool animated moments. They did some cool things with motion blur. They did the weird, yeah, if you pause it, the character looks weird, but technically when it's in motion, it's it's showing that velocity and it works good in that regard. But I mean I can think of right off even the animated. Top, I, I can think of off the top of my head the um the first dual way dual Spoiler. dual wield um scene. And it, that was yeah absolutely gorgeous uh so yeah i i don't know it's it's a tough call i i would probably lean towards i guess it's one of those things of like quality quality quantity over quality yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's i mean if i put it in any of them it would be those two it, it definitely wouldn't be kota soup <laughs> no yeah oh bless that show it looks so horrible <laughs> but it's hilarious that's all the questions I have for that one. Is there anything else you can think about on the topic of Trapped in Another World that you would like to add to the outline before we finish? Not off the top of my head. I think that we beat that one to death. Even I didn't think we'd get this long. I, I figured we'd ends up get pulling longer, something. honestly. But... No, I got to 20 minutes and I was going, crap, I'm really done with this, done with this entire outline. But yeah, it's really when we start to talk about the shows themselves is what it comes cool at. Uh, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion of a premise analysis of the Trapped in Another World type of writing. We hope you guys enjoyed us diving into this stuff. Is there any particular Trapped in Another Worlds or games that you enjoy that you want to talk about? Definitely leave it in the thread for this particular part article for this podcast. Just remember, if you're talking about spoilers, put them in spoiler tags with the name of the show on there so people know if they need to talk, you know, click it and read it or not. 
And remember, um, we're probably wrong about everything. You know better than about everything, probably. You probably know of a trap in the game <laughs> predating what we talked about. You probably know a trap in the world that predates what we're talking about. Like I said, this is just what we could dive into without killing ourselves, and I'm pretty sure there's earlier ones, but it was cool to bring up the discussions, tell you guys our perspective on the trap in another world and what it brings to the table, why it's a good thing, why it can be a negative thing. I don't think we talk about negative things. Or from the TalkToSpirit.com website, you can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And we thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Oh,